At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com boost. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Bill Dean. Uh, Bill is a former investigative uh, journalist and assignment editor at CBS News for 30 years. He is a daily blogger now at www.ourmissingnews.com and author of a very interesting book entitled Smooth Criminal, a one-man American crime wave which follows the criminal formation and release of one of these such criminals and there are many victims and uh, bill welcome to the x-zone good to be with you tell me a little bit about your book well um i can i can get into how it all happened which i think uh, really is not as important uh, to to your audience but uh, to find out how mm-hmm. how these uh, con artists operate uh, this is a classic uh, case this guy smooth criminal is just uh, an unbelievable guy who's done so much damage. Uh, how he got out was that uh, the CIA and the feds go into the prisons and they're looking for people. Uh, this is a new story. This has never been revealed before. Uh, you see this in the movies. You see uh, police going in and getting somebody out of jail to do something. And that's been fictionally done many, many times and overdone, I believe. This is true. They go in and they are looking for somebody that's got a pretty high IQ, like 120, 130 IQ, who just can't stand being in jail. And uh, they uh, they test them out, mm-hmm. and they talk to them, and they, uh, they see how they can take uh, pressure and all kinds of things, and the guy doesn't know what's going on. And then if they really like them, they tell them what's going on. They say, how'd you like to get out of jail? And, of course, these guys say anything. Sure. Because if you got a 90 IQ, you know, I guess you can stand there and hear all that nonsense and all those games and all those fights and uh, food thrown at, at each other and lockdowns and everything else. But 
if you got if you got 120, 130 IQ, you can't stand it. And so they say this is going to be a dangerous thing, but um, you can get out of here, uh, do what we tell you, and you are free. And uh, you may be killed. And these guys say, hey, give me a month of sanity out of this place, please, and I'll be glad to do anything. And, I mean, if they get me, if I get killed, I mean, mm-hmm. so what? I mean, i got to get out of here for a while. It sounds like a, a complicated game of let's make a deal. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, it really is a deal. Uh, you go and uh, do what we tell you to do. And uh, we will uh, we will free you. You you don't have to come mm-hmm. back to jail. Bill, you and I have to take a two minute commercial break. We'll be right back. Exo Nation, uh, this is going to be an hour you will not want to miss. Bill Keen is my special guest this hour. We're talking about Bill's new book, Smooth Criminal, a one man American crime wave. His website www.ourmissingnews.com. That's www. Our missing news.com. 1 800 610 7035 worldwide toll free email exon at exon radio tv.com on MSN Messenger exon radio tv at hotmail.com and our website www.exonradiotv.com. Don't forget, Exxon Nation, you can always read the X Chronicles newspaper online with the compliments of our corporate sponsor, Lucia Mann, by going to www.xchronicles-newspaper.com forward slash newspaperstand.htm. And the new edition of the X Chronicles newspaper comes out in two weeks from today. I'll be back with Bill Dean on the other side of this commercial break as we continue right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. 
Building is my special guest, XO Nation. Uh, we're talking about Bill's new book entitled Smooth Criminal, a one-man American crime wave website, www.ourmissingnews.com. Bill, how did you ever get to meet the man called Smooth Criminal, the title of your book? Well, I was just a kid rock and roll DJ down in Miami, and um, he came in. Uh, I was told, actually, by the music director that it might be a good idea because uh, to play his record because uh, it seemed like there was some kind of a mafioso connection. Hmm. In other words, you you know, I never took a dime of payola, but, uh, right. you know, if it's going to save the building or something from an explosion, <laughs> <laughs> you play the record about 11 o'clock at night, and that's what I did. I played it, and it was mediocre, and uh, I'm being complimentary. Uh, and I played it a week later, about 11 o'clock. And uh, that's, uh, I got the idea now, you know, uh, like Frank Sinatra is known, uh, I mean, he was being pushed by the mob to, uh, to, uh, to uh, make it, but uh, th- this didn't seem that serious. It seemed like they were looking for, for somebody to do some dirty work for them, and um, they did. Um, they, said, they said to him, okay, we got your record played, now you've got to do us a favor. And uh, that was to extort a high political official in Miami. And uh, he did that, but uh, the high political official had a lot of friends in the police department, and there were about 20 plainclothesmen there to uh, to arrest him. That's how he wound up in jail. I had no idea that he, that's before I got to Miami. Uh, I had no idea that this guy who was, all he wanted to do, I thought, was to have me play his record. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lived a very simple life, lived on the beach, his two buddies with him. I mean, they were talking about beer and girls, <laughs> and that was about it. They were the most non-political people I ever I ever met. I uh, uh, played his record. I had no idea that he and the other two guys were out of jail. They were free. They were under this program. They uh, They were free to walk around. And uh, they were. Be- this was between assignments. Uh, about six months later, uh, over comes this bulletin saying, and unbelievable, saying kidnapping to Cuba. And uh, I, I knew these guys. I knew their names. Uh, I hadn't seen them in six months. And I, I was just flabbergasted. I said, these guys are the most non-political people in the world. What are they doing defecting to Cuba? I was totally puzzled, and about four or five months later, I got a telephone call from Smooth Criminal, and he said, can we have uh, lunch? And I was working over at a television station, and it was a Sunday, and I was just flabbergasted that he called me and said, can we have lunch? And I said, hesitatingly, because I was just so curious what was going on, yeah. I wanted an answer to these problems. Yes. Uh, and uh, uh, so I... Um, I hesitating uh, said, "Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, uh, that'll be fine." He he hangs up. He calls me back and he says, "We can meet at such and such a place on the Tamiami Trail." And I said, "Why did you have to call me back?" He says, "Because they have to know who I'm with at all times." So I go into this restaurant on a Sunday afternoon, and I can tell you, Cubans do not eat at one o'clock in the afternoon. They eat about six o'clock. So the the restaurant was empty, a little tiny place. Mm-hmm. And uh, except, and this is uh, this is like a movie scene. Over in the corner is a guy with a necktie on and dressed just like a fed, 
and uh, he's reading the paper, hiding behind it, and he's the only other one in the in the restaurant besides the restaurant owner. And uh, down comes the paper, and he stares at me about three tables away, just stares at me. And so I stare back, and he folds up his paper, and he walks out right next to it, goes right by my table with uh, with my smooth criminal sitting there. And I said, he didn't even look at me as he walked by. He had seen enough, I guess, from three tables away. And uh, so uh, I said, well, I said to smooth criminal, I said, what was that all about? And he says, they have to know who I'm with at all times. He says, you know, they followed you for three weeks. I says, they followed me. He says, yeah, they decided not to eliminate you. Eliminate me. <laughs> and they they thought that you might know too much, but they decided that you were just a crazy rock and roll DJ. Well, at that particular time, I wasn't doing too much news, and I really wanted to be a DJ the rest of my life. Uh, and uh, that was a little scary. And when I got in my car after this uh, two-hour conversation with Smooth Criminal, I'm telling you, I looked behind in the rearview mirror all the way home. Uh, the... Uh, uh, I guess I was fortunate that I wasn't a full-time news person or journalist and uh, that they weren't afraid that I would uh, bust the story. So they let me live. Unreal. So yeah. so what was their, their, their reason to get you back into the fold? Was it just uh, that he wanted a friend or was there something... Else that he I, I am uh, a little puzzled about that. I think it's a 50-50 thing. Uh, Smooth Criminal, for some reason, wanted me to know this information. He told me that uh, uh, about this kidnapping to Cuba. He says it was totally false. He mm -hmm. says we went down there. He says we were going down there all the time. And uh, I, can, I can tell you that the listeners can look this up uh on your computer this is 1980 when one of the guys who wasn't caught i mean who was jailed and uh wasn't freed down there uh you can look it up it's miami herald october 11th 1980 on your computer it says jury can't decide if he was a patriot or an airplane hijacker this is another guy and this and he went through the same modus operandi that uh, that uh, my smooth criminal by the name of dave healy that's his real name, uh, told me about uh, many years before. Uh, and this is another guy, but uh, Smooth Criminal is pretty smooth, i got to tell you, because uh, Castro, anybody was caught hijacking down there or something, if they found out that they were, uh, they were spies, they would be shot. And uh, the CIA knew that, so they weren't worried about them coming back. And Castro played a trick on, uh, on the CIA, uh, they said, we're sending him back. So then the CIA had to invent the story that there was a, a kidnapping and uh, of the pilot of the little airplanes that they were flying. And uh, that uh, that's, that's uh, the, the story. And then they had to, they couldn't tell the Justice Department in, in the United States that uh, this was a fake. Mm -hmm. So the Justice Department went uh, for three and a half years finally went up to the Supreme Court of the United States saying that this, uh, that this uh, trial had to take place. And uh, so the minimum on hijacking at that time was 20 years, 20 years to death in the electric chair. And the judge mm -hmm. was in on it, and he was trying to disrupt the, the trial at all times. 
and uh, like he was saying, wait a minute, you can't uh, you can't say that this is a hijacking because it's it's a little airplane, and the the hijacking act says uh, an airplane, uh, a transport plane. He says a transport plane. That's he says a Cessna is too small to be a transport plane. Case dismissed. You got to be many, kidding! Many times. My lord, I, I've heard, I've heard stories and read articles where Cessna aircraft were just laden with drugs. And if that isn't transporting, I don't know what is. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, 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 these kind of excuses, and there were a whole mess of them, uh, a whole mess of dismissals. But there was a guy by the name of Edmund Gong who mm-hmm. was working for the Justice Department, and he devoted his life to uh, prosecuting these guys. He finally won. The United States Supreme Court said, you must hold a trial, Judge Choate. And uh, he was forced to, and then he apologized throughout it. It was like he was a cheerleader for the two guys that uh, that allegedly had uh, had um, uh, held the pilot at gunpoint to uh, go down to Cuba. Uh, smooth criminal uh, uh, talked his way out of uh, out of Cuba in six in six days. Nobody had ever done that before. Wow. Nobody had ever done it later. Uh, he brought the other two guys back. Now the pilot chickened out down there and he changed his story so he couldn't be trusted when they when they were brought back uh the cia had to invent this story about a kidnapping so then they then the justice department like fools uh spent all that time prosecuting uh the cia would not admit that they that these guys were working for them so if if these are known criminals and even though the justice department is I guess we can say they're behind it, pulling the strings. Uh, which branch of the government are these guys actually working for? Are they working for the CIA? They're working for the FBI? Are they working for the DEA? Uh, who's their boss? Well, uh, we call them. We box that, all that together and call it the Feds, F-E-D-S, ah. and and the the Feds, the FBI, which doesn't always agree with the CIA. They will they will help out each other in in a bind and. Uh, uh, the FBI held a news conference when they got back to Miami International Airport. The uh, the um, uh, the guy that uh, the the guy that was the real pilot who I happen to know disappeared after uh, I don't know where he went, but the two guys that allegedly my smooth criminal and another guy, uh, those two guys um, uh, had uh, all of a sudden saw another guy who says I was the, I was their pilot. And for the next three and a half years in in court, he did an excellent job of testifying when there were dismissals, and most of the time there were dismissals. But he stuck with his story. He was very cool. And uh, my smooth criminal told me, I said, who is this guy? What happened to the uh, James? What happened Mm -hmm. to James? And he says, he disappeared. He says they had to substitute because they couldn't trust him on the stand. So... um, (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, I mean, I've got a million stories like this, but I, I, want to, I want to emphasize that this guy, Smooth Criminal, took over a lot of homes and took over businesses and destroyed the lives of many, many people. To keep the program secret, the feds did not allow these guys to reveal what was going on. Bill, stand by. We've got to take our break here with, for mm-hmm. the news. Fascinating story. Bill, thanks very much for joining us uh, this hour here in the Exxon. Bill Dean's my special guest, Exxon Nation. We're talking about Bill's book. I can't believe it. Wow. 
truth is uh, stranger than fiction, isn't it? Smooth Criminal, a one-man American crime wave, www.ourmissingnews.com. My name is Rob McConnell. Bill Dean is my special guest. We'll both be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Exonation on Bill Dean's our special guest. He is the author of Smooth Criminal, a one-man American crime wave. And uh, Bill, whatever happened to that Supreme Court case? Uh, the uh, They ordered a trial in mm-hmm. Miami, and the trial took place. Well, the judge was saying this is the greatest miscarriage of justice. He says, I'm forced, uh, because the 12-person jury came out and uh, declared that uh, they were guilty. He said, this is the greatest miscarriage of justice since in the Middle Ages a man tried to steal a loaf of bread and they cut his hands off while he was starving. Um, The judge was a cheerleader, and uh, I'm sure in in Canada and uh, in the United States, you're supposed to be a referee. You're not supposed to be cheering on one side. Uh, And uh, so uh, the the trial uh, was, uh, they came back with a guilty verdict. The Mm -hmm. judge says, "I, I have to do this. I apologize for doing this, but the law requires that I give you the minimum 20 years. Uh, the Justice Department walked out proudly that they had won the case, and um, it said, unless excused earlier by the warden. Well, they didn't even get to jail. The warden instantaneously, and so they never really went to jail. They went back to doing assignments for the CIA. CIA will get you to do things like that. They cannot come forward and say, we're defending him. He was working for us. They'll never do that. But they do do things secretly like that to help you if you have been working for them, and uh, they were they were helped. Now, what happens is is that this guy becomes a great con artist, mm-hmm. and what irritates me is that the feds stood by, and uh, they were known to be feds because. ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms on their backs, and uh, FBI written on their backs. Of course, the CIA doesn't doesn't uh, show themselves that way. 
Well, here, here, they, here these guys were there. They saw the cons that were going on. They saw this woman lose everything oh in God. her life. And I'm talking about a couple of million dollars, lost a building, a uh, motel, lost uh, they, uh, he, uh, a smooth criminal, had drugged her. And she signed over three deeds in New Jersey of property. And uh, she doesn't remember it. Uh, he was with uh, Air America. You may you may know about Air America, which mm-hmm. was the CIA's Air Force in, yeah. in the Indochina during the Vietnam War. The um, the uh, uh, Healy uh, was working for for the CIA at that time, and he became quite an expert at at drugs. And so when he came back, he had quite an education, and he had her drugged periodically over 22 years. And it's just just a crime that uh, one of these guys, I I asked her, I said, uh, how often did you see the FBI there? She says, all the time. Well, they were there all the time talking to Smooth Criminal because he was, uh, they were going to bring him back into jail. They threatened him and he would always uh, rat on some of the people that were working for him. Okay, now I I thought, now correct me if I'm wrong, that the CIA is not allowed to operate in the United States. That's right. Um, but um, there's an overlap. Um, the CIA was working uh, in in offices in Miami. It was as big as uh, their Virginia operation during the, uh, the Cuban uh, invasion wow. and, and afterwards. Uh, they, they do not. But if, you know, I mean, there's something, it doesn't stop at the border. Uh, you know, you can have an investigation or something, and it's not that clear-cut. Maybe you're following somebody right. who came back into the United States. I mean, are you going to turn it over to the local police? Uh, also, I, I have I have these people that, I mean, it's enough to make you cry. They go to, they go to the FBI, and they say, please help me. Uh, he's moved into my house. He's taken all of my money. I have nothing else. And they say, Go home. He's no con artist. Well, what the heck is a con artist? If, uh, I mean, these people were bankrupted. Uh, I, I have smooth criminal going up to uh, um, Connecticut outside of New York, and um, he set he set up a. Uh, what con artists do is that they they look for for something that um, that uh, they they look for trouble that you may have, or they invent trouble that you may have. They create a crisis for you, and they are going to solve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a guy that was having a bad divorce, and it was costing him a lot of money. The smooth criminal goes up there and says, "You know, you don't stand a chance." He says, "Because the judge and the and the uh, your wife's attorney are uh, romantically involved and are going up to New Hampshire on vacation every every weekend, and so you just don't stand a chance." But I know how to take care of that. He says, "I need six thousand dollars for uh, monitoring equipment." He says, "We're gonna, we're going to incriminate her all over the place. Don't worry, but give me the six thousand. And that was just the beginning. Uh, when you, when you got financial troubles, and one of these con artists comes in and says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of you." I'm, re- yeah, they take care of you. Then you're really bankrupt. What would happen, Bill, if? If the victim went to their local district attorney or to the local police and and, and uh, filed a complaint, how would the, well, how would the feds be able to 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 suppress that? Well, the feds have uh, instructed the local police to stay out of it. 
Uh, I had a guy in Tampa that a um, smooth criminal used to get drunk and was firing his AK-47 in the middle of the night out in the street telling everybody how important he was. And the so this guy who uh, was a neighbor and uh, was special forces in Vietnam, he knew his stuff and he knew how dangerous that was and somebody could get killed very easily. He called the local police, and uh, I guess maybe the local police, because the local officer that came was was afraid of uh, the situation and said and was open to this guy because he was uh, special forces and he revealed something. He says, you know, he says I'm told that I'm not even supposed to log in that I came here that there was any trouble. He says, all I can do is to try to talk him out of one or two or three of his weapons. And uh, he says, that's all I can do and try to make peace in the neighborhood, he says, because way, way, way above the chief of police of Tampa is a direct order that we cannot arrest this guy no matter what he does. So in answer to your question, the local police, another Mm -hmm. one down in Miami, uh, the the brother of the woman who was losing the motel, losing all of her business and everything, went to the local police. On his way back to the motel, the local Miami police, somebody from the local Miami police, had made a phone call to Smooth Criminal. And uh, the brother, when the brother got back to the motel, he was slammed up against the wall. He says, don't ever do that again. So he had informants, he had people uh, that were being rewarded, people that were being paid off for major, major drug operations. This guy uh, up in Connecticut, it's, it's uh, amazing. He, uh, uh, he, uh, my guy Healy said that uh, he, needed, he needed help and they were going to, with the monitoring equipment and everything else. Mm-hmm. So in moves four guys. Uh, with with Healy living in this guy's suburban house, they took over and at night somebody was guarding. Uh, they put the, they put the owner in the in his bedroom and they had a guy with a with a revolver outside the outside the uh, door. So he all he could hear was these cars coming and going in the middle of the night, speeding, uh, slamming on their brakes and then speeding away. He finally figured out that the, his house was a major drug operation. He went to the local police and uh, talked to the chief of police, and uh, he told them the story, and the, the chief of police says, I, I cannot believe that you have a major drug operation in your house. Uh, we know that. We've been watching you 24-7, and that you have nothing to do with it. And he started reading him the Miranda rights. Uh, not everybody knows what that means, but it means that uh, anything that you say can be used against you from this point forward uh, in a trial. And, and my poor uh, civilian who owned the house uh, ran out the door, and the chief of police said, don't worry, we know where we can find you. Unbelievable. He lost his, uh, he lost his job at uh, General Electric, and he... Uh, and he can't find uh, uh, he hasn't been able to find a job for years at any major corporation because you know Lexus Nexus is a good uh, place and other places where they communicate with one another the mere fact that this was going on in his house and he had nothing to do with it didn't matter how many other cases are there like this out there Bill Mm -hmm. it's very very hard to tell 
I know that the program is a success. I know that the program, if I were, if I were uh, in the CIA right now, I'd certainly be using it. Where are you going to find people that are going to, that are smart and willing to do uh, this kind of activity, which is, I mean, you know, the the uh, CIA doesn't want to get killed. Mm-hmm. They risk their life a lot of times, but uh, probably the more dangerous uh, situations, they'll send in an operative. Uh, like Dave Healy. There's a television um, on. Uh, there's a television show on that that uses convicts that are taken out of the prison to be used by the U.S. Marshals, and I'm trying to remember the name of the program. Oh yeah, well there are a lot of those, and uh, this is the only time that it's been real. Uh, I think that some of those writers, I haven't talked with them, but I imagine some of those writers have uh, have some hint that this mm-hmm. is really going on. But uh, I'm the only one to expose it. I'm doing it as a news story. So, what are some of the uh, feedback that you're getting from other members within the media and law enforcement on your story? Um, the uh, I've I've talked to the I've talked to the to the cops and they're they're very mum on it. They're mm. surprised, but the journalists are absolutely flabbergasted. I was at a at an awards uh, ceremony last night for uh, the New York Press Club. And, I mean, everybody that I talk to, I talk to about 10, 12 people. Everybody has their mouth open. And I, I, uh, I talk to uh, people from a there's, a, there's a place called Sardi's in the theater district. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you've, got, you've got a pretty good crowd of people, intelligent crowd, that comes from Toledo and Hamilton and so forth to, to New York to see shows. And I've talked to at least 200 people over the past five years that I've been doing this story. And uh, everybody is just flabbergasted. I can't believe that this is going on. And uh, their mouth is wide open. They're not doubting what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got evidence on this thing. I don't dare say how big this thing is. Um, I, I think that it varies. Uh, at, the, at this particular time when Cuba was going, they had to have, this is before they had real satellites up there, that uh, they could monitor, and they right. were only they were living with U2s, and uh, they couldn't get accurate pictures. I asked uh, when I was talking to uh, Healy, I said, why would they pick you? You're a crook. And uh, he says, because we usually don't know what we're doing. We are told to go to such and such a coordinates and count the number of generals coming out of the building between two and three. He says, what does that mean to me? And he says, if, uh, you know, if we invent the story, uh, some of this information is being done by two or three other people, and you'll go into a regular jail cell if uh, you don't come back with the right information. It almost sounds like a domestic version of the Iran-Contra. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Uh, of course, the CIA was involved in, in uh, Central America. Well, of course, with all of the Ali North here. But it's... It, where do you draw the line between enforcing the law using intelligence gathering operations and operatives and breaking the law? Like you, you've my, got... only, my only criticism here, I mean, uh, they are breaking the law. Mm-hmm. You know, if you and I are narc, uh, narc, uh, narcotics detectives, and it's probably the same in Canada. We go to a judge and we say we want to get this guy out of jail. He's right. going to inform, and uh, the judge will say, "You want three weeks? You'll get two. You've got to understand this guy's a criminal. You've got to watch him 24 hours a day." 
and then you promise. Well, CIA is too secretive for that. They can't do that. They don't go to a judge. They go to a warden, and the warden bows and says, okay, you can let them out. This is for the good of the country. I can't fight that. And uh, uh, this is uh, this is uh, a, a problem that uh, you know. I mean, I can't I can't say that this is a terrible thing because mm-hmm. these guys are doing something that may be good for for the country. Uh, maybe they've saved us from a couple of 9/11s. Who knows? Even though they did not legally go and apply before a judge to get these guys out of jail. But what irritates me is that the program is so secretive that they can't come up and whisper in the ear of one of the victims and says, stay away from this guy. They don't, they don't care. The, the rationale is we got 315 million people in America. Uh, we're sorry that a few people have to suffer. Collateral well, that's damage. The, that's the way, that's yeah. the way a war is fought. You know? All right, stand by, Bill. You and I have to take our final break. Bill Dean is our special guest. The name of his book is Smooth Criminal, a one-man American crime wave, www.ourmissingnews.com. My name is Rob McConnell. Bill Dean and I return on the other side of this break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation. Whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials, how we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. Explanation, uh, Bill Dean is my special guest. He's the author of Smooth Criminal, a one-man American crime wave. First of all, Bill, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Continued success, and uh, thank you very much for breaking this story. But I have to ask you, what about the victims who have been victimized by these by these criminals and with the full knowledge of law enforcement, the very system that is there to protect them as citizens is allowing the bad guys to get away with it? Absolutely, and that's my that's my criticism. Uh, the, it, we just shouldn't be treating these people this way. It would be so easy. They ought to be supervised. That's all. Yeah. And uh, you can have somebody coming along and saying, "Hey, you know, if you don't, if you keep doing this, we're going to put you back in jail." That's all. I, I would like to offer uh, to anyone out there, uh, email me at bll. That's without the i. Bllcnn at gmail dot com. 
and I'll be glad to uh, send you about 20 ways that uh, you can detect a social path or a psychopath, whatever you want to call them, so you don't go through this. I know, I know a lot of people say it never happened to me, but you'd be surprised. Bill, is it possible that the, the feds can't actually supervise these people, right, without these people saying, hey, you want to blow it on me, I'll blow it on you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. To me, to me it's, uh, the, the program can be secretive. Uh, it can remain secretive with uh, and taking care of these people because they were never told. I just talked to one of the women today on the phone. I said, didn't they ever? She said, they never said a thing. And it gave substance that uh, his story that he was a, an important government agent working mm-hmm. with the president and all of this because the FBI was there talking to him practically every day. Is, is so, there is there I mean, any that, is there any way that this woman can get compensation? Well, we're we, we would love to do that. I I hope that some congressman uh, comes up with uh, you know and makes a big story out of this because they should. I agree. Um, you know, they, got, they have nothing. They receive nothing, and they've lost <laughs> everything. What would you like to leave the listening audience of the explanation with tonight, Bill? Well, I would uh, I would like to uh, to say that uh, uh, this is an important story. It had to be revealed, and that's why I did it. And again, I invite you to to email me at bllcnn at gmail dot com, and I'll be glad to send you some warning signs on one of these con artists. Bill Oana, thank you ever so much for joining us. It's been a great uh, hour with you. Uh, continued success, and is there going to be a sequel? <laughs> right now, I'm uh, I'm talking about uh, talking about this, and uh, there may be eventually down the road. But right now, I, w- I want to spread the word about the book, and uh, I'm I'm very very busy doing that, doing interviews now, which I love to do. Bill, take care of yourself once again. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll be in touch. And thank you, Rob. My great Bye-bye. pleasure, sir. Take care. Exo Nation Bill Dean has been my guest to this hour. What a story. I, I'm sitting here shaking my head saying, how can this happen? You know, we've got so much electronic surveillance equipment. We have these drones that can fly 11 miles up. Do we? But to take advantage of people like this and ruin their lives without compensation when the good guys know what the bad guys are doing to the good people and the good guys are letting the bad guys get away with it and just neglecting the good people? Crooks, watch out. Bill Dean is on your case. When I come back from the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past, more of the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell. If you'd like to uh, check out our websites, www.exxonradiotv.com, and you can always listen to the podcast free of charge, exxonpodcast.com. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard, Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. until 2 a.m., from the home of the Exxon Radio Show in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.